It's Friday, January 21st. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. We begin this week with another article on Omicron and staffing. As federal court decisions blocked one federal COVID-19 vaccination mandate and allowed another to proceed in recent days, healthcare leaders are forced to reevaluate their organization's policies and compliance. When it comes to tracking COVID-19 booster shot status, most medical practices are already tracking that information. This is according to a January 18th MGMA stat poll, but many are not planning to update vaccination policies to require booster doses. In the poll, nearly two-thirds of practices reported that they do track the booster dose status of their workers compared to 39% that don't. Additionally, only 29% of respondents to the poll said their medical groups have updated staff COVID-19 vaccination policies to require booster doses. The divisive nature of vaccine policies is reflected in other recent polling. According to Eagle Hill Consulting Research, released January 19th, about 56% of U.S. workers support employer requirements for vaccine boosters, while a similar majority of working Americans reported that they have increased anxiety about working in person due to the spread of the Omicron variant. So what do the court decisions mean? On January 13th, the Supreme Court blocked the Biden administration's OSHA emergency temporary standard, which would have required businesses with more than 100 workers to have unvaccinated employees undergo weekly testing and wear masks. The rule would have covered an estimated 80 million workers. Separately, the court removed a temporary halt to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid's rule requiring COVID-19 vaccines for about 10 million healthcare workers at facilities that receive funding from Medicare and Medicaid. On Wednesday, January 19th, a federal court ruling regarding the state of Texas's challenge to the HHS rule removed the preliminary injunction that held back enforcement of the rule, allowing CMS to enforce the rule in all 50 states. So what does this mean to healthcare workers and to medical practices? As reported by Healthcare Dive, reluctance to make vaccination requirements more stringent comes as some providers worry that such rules will worsen existing staffing shortages. These issues are particular, particularly pronounced in acute care settings, long-term care facilities, and nursing homes. As noted by the Washington Post, the Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates some 425,000 employees have left jobs at nursing homes and other long-term care facilities since February 2020. As the WAPO article detailed, recovered COVID-19 patients wait for beds to open in nursing homes due to staffing shortages, which exacerbates long wait times in the emergency department for patients to be admitted. If you want to have your voice heard and be part of this discussion, sign up for MGMA STAT by texting STAT 
to 33550, or you can visit mgma.com slash stat and make your voice heard in our weekly polls. These polls will be sent to your phone via text message. Our next article looks at additional regulatory news, and it's good news for medical practices. The HHS renews COVID-19 PHE. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra once again renewed the public health emergency for COVID-19. This was effective January 16th. The extension will continue all telehealth waivers and other flexibilities pursuant to the PHE determination for another 90 days. In a letter to HHS, MGMA called on the department to expeditiously renew the PHE to ensure group practices can continue to leverage existing critical flexibilities as they continue to respond on the front lines of the pandemic. Unless further extended, the current PHE will lapse on April 16th of this year. As a reminder, the Biden administration has indicated that it intends to provide a 60-day notice prior to allowing the COVID-19 PHE to lapse. To keep up with all the regulatory news, go to mgma.com advocacy. Also, for next week's MGMA Insights podcast, look for my conversation with MGMA's Senior Vice President of Government Affairs, Anders Gilberg, where he goes over all of the latest regulatory news impacting healthcare and medical practices. I want to end this week with another article that looks at staffing and how it impacts the healthcare world. Why so many women physicians are quitting. This article first appeared in the Harvard Business Review. Women make up more than one third of all physicians in the United States and are the growing majority among medical students. However, a large amount of anecdotal evidence in one small sample study indicate that a significant proportion of female physicians either no longer work full-time or are considering cutting back. So why does practicing medicine take a greater toll on women? One reason seems to be that on average, women physicians take more time per patient and then spend more time documenting the case in electronic medical records. Their hard work pays off for patients, some quality metrics for patient outcomes indicate that the performance of women physicians is slightly higher. For instance, some studies show that older hospitalized patients treated by female internists have lower mortality and readmission rates. According to the Harvard Business Review article, based upon these findings, strategic areas organizations should focus on are flexibility, respect, and advancement. Many healthcare organizations have adopted or are considering adopting at least some of the measures that are recommended. One is flexibility. Operational leaders often see complexity as an enemy, but flexibility in how jobs are structured is critical for women physicians who can feel that meeting the demands of both their professional and personal lives is close to impossible. Second is respect. As mentioned in the article, Many female physicians believe they're not involved in decision-making that affects their work, a finding that suggests women perceive a lack of respect. 
This perception is often compounded when women are not called upon in meetings or when their comments are interrupted or only taken seriously when repeated by a male. These dynamics are routinely experienced by women in all walks of life and physicians are no exception. And third, equitable advancement opportunities and pay. According to the HBR article, many leadership positions are filled without a formal job posting process. That, much, that must change. Organizations should rigorously and transparently try to find good candidates among women and other minorities by posting job openings and conducting formal searches, and not just rely on a who you know approach. In addition, organizations should invest in formal coaching, mentorship, and sponsorship programs that support junior female physicians so that they're adequately prepared to step up into a leadership position. Keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights Newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. If you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.